the biggest sports stories of the week. So you had never needed to stop for dinner at Magic City like Lou Williams did? <laughs> I mean, does anybody actually believe he just chose that just for dinner? Unique and compelling analysis and opinions when it comes to your favorite teams. All of the dynamics of Giannis, did he foul out, did he foul out, did he not foul out, did he foul out again, did he hit the guy in the junk, did he not hit the guy in the junk? Like, there was so much going on. Plus some fun with pop culture. Whereas Back to the Future 3, more of a cinematic masterpiece where you feel like you, you need to watch it uh, beginning to end. This is Sunday Karma. Just keep doing it, Kyle. All right, Don't listen to your teachers. Yes, exactly. I never did. That's what I teach Harper. Oh, no, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I tell yeah, her, yeah. always listen to your teachers. Yes. Now, live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at Radio City, alongside his precocious daughter, Harper, here's GKB founder and CEO, Craig Karmason. morning and welcome to it crazy week crazy weekend so much going on you think about a year ago at this time sports was done right we were thinking about when will we ever have anything again yeah we were foolishly thinking maybe or i was maybe sometime you you're know, like may. may yeah you're like nah after late after memorial day for sure <laughs> if that yeah, we actually that's right. We were in denial a little bit. I was I was thinking it'd be earlier than you, but it was I think worse than either of us had projected. Oh, I for sure thought it'd be by May. I know you thought after Memorial Day. You mean Labor Day? Labor Day. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, uh, Memorial Day. The thing in May. That's coming up. Yeah, right? yeah. You said after. Well, you said after May, and then you said that I was after Memorial Day, oh, which no, is still I, I May. In May. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was thinking in May. Remember for like uh, baseball or yeah. something like that. I was stupid. Yeah. I was well, stupid. Boy. Either way. Sports is back. This was a signature signature week, I think, of Sports is Back with March Madness, um, women's and men's, incredible, you know, just a, a all-time memorable end to the Stanford-South Carolina game, all-time memorable end to the Gonzaga-UCLA game, um, UConn upset in women's Baylor dominating in men's Brewers opening with a stunning ninth inning comeback 10th inning win Bucks rolling through a West Coast trip Aaron Rodgers killing it in his filming we'll see if we agree once we get to uh, watch as Jeopardy uh, coming two weeks of Aaron Rodgers now, Kyle, do you watch Jeopardy? What is no? <laughs> I should have formed that in the phrase. I should have said, Kyle watches Jeopardy. <laughs> the The amount Kyle watches Jeopardy. No, I don't. What is never? <laughs> yeah, never. Uh, the amount, uh, out of 10 episodes, the amount of episodes that Kyle will watch Aaron Rodgers on Jeopardy. The answer is what is one? What is one? So now will well, you will you make sure to watch Monday or will you just make sure to catch one of them? I'll I'll catch a segment of one of them. I'm not watching. Them oh, so you're just time. gonna watch Sports Center? 
Because you know, Sports Center will show yeah, a little segment of it. I'll, I'll, I'll probably try to tune in for a little bit. Again, not, not more than one segment. Jeopardy isn't boring. It's just I have no idea what time it comes on. You know, Jeopardy is on Netflix now, but not live. Just no, like, oh. no, no, not live. And I don't know if it's like a year ago or like how after the fact the Jeopardies are. But I will say, and maybe people do this with the DVR. It's definitely better to watch Jeopardy for me. Where you let them get where they give the answer and then you hit pause, so you have a little time to think about it. Oh, yeah, that that's how Harper and I roll on Jeopardy when we do, which is very infrequently. But I'll hit pause just because you know you can get a bunch of right answers, but usually like it's like oh yeah yeah that's what I was gonna say nah, like after the person says it. Not me, I I cannot. You know what's funny about you saying this Netflix thing. My brother watches The Price is Right, Bob Barker on Netflix. I think it's Netflix. Like Bob? Yes. Old 1980s, early 90s episodes that they have on there. I'm Your like, brother does? I said, dude, what? that's weird. I thought that was so weird that he watches that. I mean, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't I don't understand why. Yeah, I, I mean, we Harper and I were watching some old Wheel of Fortune, like two years old. I just, on, I, why do y'all go back and do that? Like, even for Jeopardy, is it just because you want to play a guessing game? or like? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean- it's just those are the most recent ones they had okay. on on Netflix when we pulled it up. And like, yeah, you're playing along because it's not like outside of Aaron Rodgers, it's not like these things are current events or they matter. So if you're playing if you're playing along, you could watch one a new one as same as an old one. Now price is right, you'd think the old ones it's like here is a Walkman, and you have to like, <laughs> which is nostalgic. Yeah, so I guess if if your bro's uh, looking for some nostalgia, I kind of get it. But um, so there's an article here that um, was from ProFootballTalk.com, and it's not from some writer you've never heard of. It's from Mike Florio, you know, who is a respected. Uh, person in the biz especially you know because of his founding of pro football talk and the work he's gone on to with nbc sports but his headline for his article is would aaron Rodgers retire from football to host jeopardy so now if that was seven years from now and he has already built a brand with jeopardy I could see that happening. But the Kenny Main interview that Aaron Rodgers did that ESPN's kind of dripping out. They they they're, you know, using a bunch of it and I think you'll see more and more pieces of it in the next few days. Aaron Rodgers said something that very much excited me and all of a sudden sounded like a, you know, a 38-year-old Tom Brady, which I don't know if uh, Aaron Rodgers had said it just that flippantly before, which is yeah, I want to be the quarterback for another five to seven years. Five to seven years is what Aaron Rodgers said. So when you hear that and you're the Packers and you're only right now committed to him for one year, and if you're Aaron Rodgers and you feel like you have five to seven, I feel like something's got to give pretty quickly. What is a divorce? What is a separation? What is a releasing? A cut? A trade. I'm saying, obviously, in my opinion and in Aaron's opinion, based on what he said, he'd want it to be a commitment from the Packers to him. Right? 
I mean, it doesn't need to be all those things you just said. Well, I mean, if if he doesn't get that commitment, that's what the result's going to be. Yes, I agree. And everyone would say, hey, why, like, no one else has a commitment for five to seven years. Well, I guess David Bakhtiari might now, although he could probably get cut two years from now. Who knows how those NFL contracts work? That is very true. I don't think Aaron Rodgers wants a five-year commitment. I think Aaron Rodgers probably just wants, like, a three-year extension will probably suffice. Because well, not an ex- I don't even think he needs an extension. And I think he might prefer not to have an extension. What would he? What would he want? I think he would want the last two years of his current contract guaranteed. He, so Aaron Rodgers' contract is up in twenty twenty three. In after twenty three. And so, so right now this year is guaranteed. Twenty two and twenty three are not. So the Packers could pretty much do what they want after oh, this year. Okay. I so I think it. what Aaron just wants is, hey, tell me I'm your quarterback. Guaranteed me the money, and they—that's what they could have done. Rather than make the money that just passed into a signing, you know, into a roster bonus, they could have given him a big signing bonus, and so that they could spread the money out over the years, so that he then, you know, had the commitment from the team. But then they could have more flexibility from a salary cap, yeah. and potentially do other things to put talent around Aaron Rodgers. That would have probably been the best move because I'm sure regardless of what they did, two years from now if Aaron Rodgers just went straight to the toilet or something like that and stinks, I'm sure they can find some way to be able to cut him and have some have a hard cap hit but still get some type of relief or trade him to somebody where they'll say, okay, well we'll take on Aaron Rodgers because it is Aaron Rodgers and maybe we can you know, he has a tad bit left in the tank here. In I'm saying office. Philip Rivers still had value, right? Yeah, yeah, like, he, so. he, did, he did, he did, but he ended up, he was a free agent in left of the San Diego Chargers, and I don't think they had to release him. I don't yeah. think they just re-signed so, him. Um, all right, we'll talk about Aaron Rodgers. Jason Wilde will join us in 20 minutes as Aaron gets ready for his Jeopardy debut. But last night, Jalen Suggs hit the shot of the year, right? It was definitely the shot of the year. Um, and I just wonder, is that the legendary shot of all time that you've ever seen in basketball is that like just inside half court to go to the national championship and and by the way Harper and I were watching back some old one shining moments last night and we we put on the one just from the year she was born I forgot about Gordon Hayward how close that shot was that's the first one that goes in my mind because of the fact not that he made it obviously but how close it was and that's one that always goes in my mind where it's like whoo that would have hit now, what about okay? So you got Michael Jordan's last shot, right? Which ended up not being his last shot because he ends up going to, you know, the Wizards and playing. But his last shot as a Bull in the nineteen ninety six NBA Finals is definitely one of those like craziest shots of all time, right? When you think about everything going on, all that now. It's not an elimination game for them in that moment, right? So it's also now was that game was that game tied also? Uh I, you know I have the hoodie. Yeah, you have the hoodie. So I, I figure you know if it was tied or if they were I losing. Thought, I thought they were was it either oh man, I thought they were down, but they might have been tied. Lear, I can tell you. All right, final score of that game. Um was put the Bulls up 87-86. There it is. They were down one. 
with 5.2 seconds left. They were down one. So it was sick. That's pretty sick, right? When you're losing. Now it was game six. So if they if they lose there, they gotta go. They go back home though, right? At that point, because at that time, it no, was one, no, no, one, one, one. No, it was two, three, two back then. Oh, so when did it go to one, one, one? Yeah, that that so they were in they were in Utah those last two games. I thought I thought it I thought it went two, two, one, one, one. No, no. So that that would have been, you know, that would have been another game in Utah, which would have been definitely tough. But I don't know. It's game six. Is, is there a shot? First of all, which shot's bigger then? I mean, I think the Jordan one is bigger. They're losing, and it's like his like he's Michael Jordan at that point. So if he misses that big shot, people are like, "Oh, Jordan missed the big shot to to lose an NBA Finals game." You know what that shot is on my list, right? You're saying that's number one. That's that to me. Anybody knows if you hold the pose, everybody knows what you're talking about. Everybody knows about the little push off. I mean. Even kids who were born that year, they know what that is. All right. Is there a shot? It, it, so is last night number two? So no. that's the question. All right. 800-990-ESPN. 800-990-3776. What shots in the history of basketball? I'm just thinking about Jimmy Chitwood's shot to win the state for uh, the Hoosiers. Real real or fake? Are we going real or fake or just real shots? What shots What shots were bigger or more clutch? The best shots you've ever seen made in a game at any level. Um, where do you rank them? Any shots that were better than Jalen Suggs pulling up one dribble past half court, hitting a half court shot to send his team to the national championship game, remember, as an undefeated team with all that added pressure where they would have been seen as a choke, losing to an 11 seed, he drills a half-court shot in overtime to win the game. 800-990-ESPN. You could text in your thoughts or we'll take your calls as we continue. It's Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. It's Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. The ball is tipped, and there you are. You're running for your life. You're a shooting star in all the years. No one knows just how hard you worked. But now it's yours. One shining moment, you read on the line. One shining moment, frozen in time. Ah. You think Luther knew he made a classic? Yeah. And the road is long. In the blinking of an eye. That moment's gone. And when it's done. Win or lose. You always did your best, but inside it 
Uh, did, and the thing is, I have chills just hearing this. College basketball, I'm sure it was fantastic. 30 plus, was this, you know, back in the 80s. But I mean, I don't know. I just feel like the tournament grew. No, like, no, no, no. It did, but it was it was still at very intense one because it started off as only. Well, I shouldn't say started off. Come on now. Don't talk about the 80s like it was like that long ago. That was like my childhood. Come on now. I mean, the song came out, what, 86, mid-80s, I don't know, at some point. So, the it it started in 87, but the tournament, like obviously everyone talks about the Larry Bird and uh, Magic Johnson. That was before my time. Uh, That was like put the tournament on the map. But then the early 80s were off the hook because you had Villanova upsetting Georgetown. You had Jim Valvano and NC State, you know, winning their crazy national championship. You know, you had some of those just wild, you know, things that that took the NCAA tournament and made March Madness into madness. And that like took things to just another level like Indiana Keith Smart had a buzzer beater to beat Syracuse to win a championship that one didn't get the hype maybe that those other two got but was a pretty crazy ending and that I mean the tournament just took off I mean I see a lot of the highlights honestly the first highlight that I see were you know we talk about game winners as always was it Bryce Drew the Valparaiso whatever it was when they hit the, when he hit the big shot yeah his dad was the coach or something and like he that. slides on his stomach yeah like that is that to me was the first big moment that I saw where I understood oh upsets are things and so that's that's kind of where my well so one to. of the early ones like that is and I say early but in 95 Tyus Edney um and the UCLA ends up going uh, and winning the national championship that year, I believe. But Tyus Edney goes coast to coast against Missouri in 95 for a great buzzer beater that you got to check out on YouTube. And I think that was like second round of the tournament, maybe. It, was, uh, it wasn't like last night where a dude's hitting a half-court shot to win uh, the, a Final Four game. That's what I'm saying. Like you could find those games, like the Bryce Drews, and and there's a lot of great moments out there. You know, Jerry West is an interesting one. If you want to go old, old school, that's the one. Like I would always hear about growing up, like as the craziest shot ever. He hit beyond a half court shot. Um, so Kyle, listen to this. Back then, I don't know if they didn't have timeouts back then. Like if timeouts weren't invented yet, or if um, if they didn't have any left. But the Knicks and Lakers were playing in the NBA Finals. Jerry West hit a 60-footer to send the game to overtime. Like, no no joke. And that was only two points at the time? Two points, <laughs> 60-footer, send the game to overtime. That That's old school, right? Yeah, that super is old school. Now the, now the Knicks ended up winning that game so in overtime, so I can't give Jerry West the love on this list. I can't put that shot ahead of Jalen Suggs. Although a 60-foot two-pointer... In an NBA Finals game to tie it down two. You're like, don't you think he could have, like, Jerry West, who, like, I don't think he ever won a championship, like, could have looked around and be like, hey, 
can't you give me three points? I just hit a 60-footer. Can someone invent a three-point shot for me? He had to waste some time for that, right? I know. He, I think he must have had to invent the shot. He hit a 60-footer, and they couldn't even give him three points. Just a regular old 2 dunk. Just, or, I don't know if barely anybody could dunk at that time. <laughs> Laying it up under the basket versus hitting 60. I mean, I don't think insane. they were taking it out of the peach basket after every shot like you're trying to make it seem. I went too far away from it. Um, but, um, you know— you, <clears throat> but that's like tying a game down two from 60 feet. But like Villanova had one of those where they were tied and won the national championship, right? You know, a few years ago versus that, North Carolina. That to me was one of the best. That was a great That play was like watching that live. Like even if you didn't have one of those teams or care, that was like crazy no, against that, Carolina. That, and Villanova felt like a, a big enough underdog where it was like also kind of cool in that way. That's high on my list. That is high on my list. But that was a... That was a tie game also. But, hey, it was a big man who was trailing. Do you remember his name? I don't remember his name. Chris Jenkins? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Chris Jenkins. Now it comes back when you say it. But, yeah, yeah. no, I remember that because he was, you know, he's a big guy. He wasn't a guy you expect to hit a three-point well, shot Well, Archie like Diacomo that. was who everyone thought was going to take that shot, right? You know, and then he gives it off. Oh, no, I remember him bringing it up court, handing it off to the trailer, and him knocking that down to win a national title. Yeah, I mean, which was, which was, that was a crazy one. But what Jalen Suggs did last night, to me, just the, the fact that it's, I think that's bigger than the Villanova game. I know the Villanova was to win the championship. Really? And that game, yeah, to me, last night's was bigger because they're undefeated. And because of the historic nature involved in potentially running the table. And now, if they lose in the finals, it doesn't go down that way, right? Like the same way the Miracle on Ice wasn't the gold medal game. So if the, if the U.S. lost the gold medal game, I don't know if uh, we'd remember that you know, the same way. Nah. Right, so so, so, you, so you think if we go back, they're not making movies about this team, are they? This team isn't. I mean, they're they're good. And no, but Suggs they didn't make movies about Villanova. I mean, they'll make thirty for thirties about the undefeated Gonzaga team if that's they go true. undefeated. That's true. I mean, this team is they're they're good. They are talented. And like again, when you get a when you get a freshman the caliber of Jalen Suggs, you absolutely this is to me. Kispert, about, Timmy, Ayayi, who was amazing last night. I mean, they're Jaylen, a, they're a squad. Jalen Suggs is a top recruit and a top now. By the way, pick. will he be number one in the draft now? No, uh, no, because everyone's been saying. Saying Cade Cunningham's one. No, he he won't. I don't think he'll be number one. But uh, but but as I, I, I think he might be. As I said before, Craig, this draft class this year, this NBA draft class, this freshman class that came in this year that are going to be you know, you know, rookies next year is on the same level as the '96, the '03, and now you have the class of 2021. This is an absolutely talented and loaded draft class, especially when you look at the freshmen that are in college this year or in the G League this year. So right now, Suggs is third in the mock draft I'm looking at. You don't think he's going to bump up? Someone's going to fall in love with, with when you look at Cade Cunningham and how quick he, you know, he kind of fell out. And you uh, look at Evan Mobley. I mean, those well, are the two guys. So USC, Evan Mobley, Cade Cunningham, Oklahoma State. Those are the two guys ahead of Jalen Suggs right now. I mean, I guess you it, it will have to see who has the first pick. and who If were, Minnesota who, has the first pick and Minnesota is where Jalen Suggs is from— they ain't passing up on Jalen Suggs, right? Yeah, they, as they shouldn't, even though they drafted a guard last year, a guy kind of very similar to Jalen Suggs. No. Position-wise? I mean, Jalen Suggs is a true—you're saying Edwards? 
Yeah. I don't think Edwards is a true point guard. Oh, so J- oh, okay. Jalen Suggs is a true point guard. Jalen Suggs is hand him the ball and let him run your franchise for the next decade. All right. Well, there it is. I and know. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but. <laughs> uh, no, he's not. Uh, Jalen Suggs is a college player still. I'm, I'm, is that not tampering for that, me? That okay, can't good. Be tam- you can't tamper with college players. Oh, I, oh, oh, I, I, oh I, I think I can. Oh, you, All right. I Jason, Jason Wildey's going to come back. And not talk about the Jeopardy. I might be in after that conversation. He's going to be talking about the Jeopardy with Aaron Rodgers. Ten episodes coming up next, as is Jason Wildey, brought to us by Boucher Automotive. Uh, It is Gruber Law Office's one champ. That's all week. And uh, it's going to be interesting. Tonight, we have... uh, the finals as Arizona. Did you see, by the way, what happened to Arizona? How they were slighted? Uh, how they won in a video? Yeah, yeah. I heard. I heard about. So that. So they did a Final Four video, and it was like picture one shining moment: South Carolina and Dawn Staley, number one seed; UConn, Gino Ariyama, number one seed; Stanford, number one seed; Tara Vandermeer, uh, and then. Final Four video with only three teams mentioned. Arizona did not even get a highlight in the NCAA's Final Four video. The NCAA's been messing up. That is a great way to 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 stoke the flames. And that's why she said what she said after on the court. Yep. And Arizona now in the finals against Stanford. That's tonight. Tomorrow night, it'll be the Zags going against Baylor. Which, by the way, speaking of point guards... That I wouldn't mind handing a, a team to. How about Davion Mitchell? You're talking about in, in um, NBA Baylor? 2K. You're talking about handing it in NBA 2K, correct? <laughs> yes, yes. I'm not tampering, of course. In NBA 2K, I would love to play with Davion Mitchell because that guy can defend. And him Ding up on Jalen Suggs Monday night, if you like basketball of any level, that's going to be fun to watch. Jason Wildey's always fun to listen to. He's next. It's Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Jason Wildey is brought to you by Boucher Automotive, where we ride with you every mile. 18 dealerships, 15 brands, and thousands of vehicles in stock. Check them out at Boucher.com. I am talking, but I'm not. I don't my mic on. I haven't learned that after uh, this many years <laughs> that I need to turn my mic on when I say good morning, Jason. <laughs> good morning, Craig. How are you, buddy? There you go. Um, so, Jason, uh, did you get to read the pro football talk uh, article about uh, would Aaron Rodgers leave, uh, retire from football for Jeopardy? Uh, wanted to get your thoughts. I know Mike Florio is one of your favorite. Uh, so the great irony in that is that I think our own Mark Tauscher has argued uh, to some degree that this should be Roger's next act as well. But obviously the timing is what makes this um, unrealistic. But let me... And, and let Jason, me I think that the idea, and I said it earlier, the idea of him retiring from football... And going into hosting Jeopardy, I don't think is outrageous at all, as as Tausch has talked Correct. about for a while now. 
But what Florio is talking about is, hey, there's only a narrow window on this. So could Aaron Rodgers realize that this is his window, so he needs to take it and leave the NFL to to go host uh, the show that he could maybe do for 30 years uh, and make big money? But here is my twist on this. because, uh, Let me see what you think of it. What if he does a Carson Palmer to get what he wants from the Packers and uses retiring to do Jeopardy as his means to quote-unquote retire since unlike Brett Favre, this is not someone who has talked about retirement you know, incessantly. And instead, this becomes kind of his bargaining chip of, well, I guess I'll just retire then and I'll go do, I'll be the full-time host of Jeopardy. And are you saying um, that he would actually do it for a year or just threaten it? In, your, um, in, in this, and I'm not saying you're saying any of this is going to happen, but in this theory. Correct. Um, well, what did Carson Palmer end up doing? He retired, but I don't think he missed any seasons. I don't think he actually stayed retired for a season, right? I think he basically forced his way out of Cincinnati and was traded to Oakland, and then later he was traded, um, obviously, to Arizona. But, uh, you know, there has been the theory advanced that one way for Rodgers to show his displeasure or, you know, and, and I understand there are those of you who are listening that think this is much ado about nothing. I get it. But if he if he wants to go nuclear and end his time in Green Bay and go play somewhere else, this would be one tool that he could use to make it happen. Now, and it's funny. So, Jason, you're in the situation that a lot of financial journalists are in. And I don't know if you understand the parallel. Um, I don't, but please tell me. Yeah, because what happened was when there was a financial crisis and a mortgage crisis, a lot of people in the financial, uh, you know, in the financial journalism field were criticized, saying, hey, you were out there all exuberant talking about this and talking about that, and we ended up losing money on all these investments. So now... When SPACs come up, when NFTs come up, when all these things come up that are helping the common investor, the journalists are trying to be more well-rounded and say, hey, remember, there's a lot of risk on this stuff. And I think you're in a spot right now where everyone's like, hey, Aaron Rodgers just won MVP. Let me enjoy being a Packers fan. But if some of these scenarios happen... And Jason, you weren't warning people. They'd be saying to you, like, "Hey, how did you not tell us this could be happening? You're the one who's supposed to be close to the team, so you're in that spot where I think you need to warn people of their risk." So when you think, "Hey, I know it might sound like I'm raining on people's parade by saying that these things are possibilities," that's that's your job. You know, you you can't have them investing their fanhood without them. You know, without them knowing the inside scoop that you're giving them about the, in this case, their version of the financial markets. I appreciate you making me feel better because there's a lot of folks that are, that they don't want to hear this. They think it's a media creation and that we're just striving for clicks or for people to listen on Wisconsin on demand. And that's just, 
That's not the case. Now, I'm not saying that it'll end up being the doomsday thing, but I, I hope people understand that there are real concerns, including inside the building, about where this could be headed. And hopefully, wait, wait, wait. So, Jason, had Aaron said what he said uh, to Kenny Maine before about the five to seven more years? Has, has that something he's dropped before? Because I know it was kind of a loose and casual conversation with Kenny Maine, who has such a great style and way about him. But Aaron said he wants to play for five to seven years. Has he said that before? He has never said those numbers. No, he um, he has said into his forties. He has pointed out what uh, Tom Brady is doing now and wanting to do the same. But five to seven years takes him from 42 to 44, which would be the age range that we're talking about here, if he can accomplish that. And if that's the case, then that would be two to four years beyond his contract, which I know everyone loves to point out that he's under contract. Uh, That would take him... The contract is scheduled to take him to age 40. Yeah, so, and the contract right now in terms of the guaranteed money is really just one year. So if he's saying he has five to seven years and the Packers right now have committed one year to him, I mean, Mm -hmm. I could see a scenario where if you have five to seven years, you're not sure if you want to play that one year as a lame duck, you know, Mm -hmm. if it's one of only five to seven years you have left. So... I would think that we're coming into not like, hey, after 21 is going to be do or die time. I still think there's going to be drama that happens this year before Aaron Rodgers plays another regular season game. Uh, I agree with you, uh, and I appreciate you saying that because that is there, there seems to be a few different factions. There's the faction of Packers fans that just think this is all malarkey and made up. There's another faction that is, he's gone after 2021. And then there's those of us that are saying, look, that may be true. It may be he plays one more year and then they get as much as they can for him. But if if you listen to the things he says and doesn't say, and you listen to how it's being handled from the team, there is a legitimate concern that he is not going to want to play this year under the circumstances without the greater commitment or being told, Hey, you play out this year and we'll let you go wherever you want after the season. I don't know if any of those things are going to happen, but this is my point. And this is why Tausch and I had our level of possibility of him not being the quarterback in 2021 at 35%, because if you're him, you don't just want to say, okay, I'll play out this year and then we'll see what happens next year. You you either want a commitment or you, you want your freedom. And we'll have to see what he's willing to do to get that. And that doesn't mean he necessarily wants to play for the Bears, right? Like that doesn't mean he's trying to, you know, because I know chip on his shoulder is the is the number one way we like to think about Aaron Rodgers. So if he, right. if he was to say, hey, uh, kind of like Brady had, Brady had an agreement with the Patriots that each year he would decide if he was going to play again and if he was going to play again for the Patriots, and if not, they would not restrict where he was going to go. Um, Aaron Rodgers, I get that's not where he is with the Packers, but if he was to play this year with that kind of agreement, do you think they would look to carve out some of that? Hey, 
you know what? Let's do this. Let's both show good faith to each other. Let's try to make this work. Hopefully you're back beyond 21. But if not, if we choose not to bring you back for 21, we'll let you go wherever you want except in the division. Could you see a scenario like that? That would seem to be the best way of if you're if you know you're going to part ways to do it in a way that makes it far more amicable than it was when we did this dance uh, over a decade ago. Again, my my but Brett Favre we know wanted to go to the Vikings and he eventually correct. found his way there. You know that was correct. clear. Do do I mean? Do you is is your gut that that would be what Roger or that Rogers would be history repeating itself, but maybe with the Bears, or do you think you know a California team, or is it really depend on what year it is and what the team situations are at that point? I think I think what you said there at the end is what would rule the day. Um, I'm sure he would love. I'm sure the report that Goody denied, but I think was probably reported from the. Los Angeles Rams end, who, by the way, then went and traded uh, for another veteran quarterback after this report from Sam Farmer in the L.A. Times that they inquired about acquiring Aaron Rodgers is probably true. Um, I think he's open to that. I think he'd be open to any of those things. The question is, you know, where does finishing his career with the Packers now rank for him? Because I, 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 shared that video of him, the the clip that they released early uh, from ESPN and his conversation with Kenny Maine, where Kenny Maine twice tried to ask him to basically say that you, that he wants to spend his entire career in green Bay. And whereas in the past, he has said that part of it, along with uh, it's not really in my hands, et cetera. He refused to go there. And I know people want to say, well, you're making something out of nothing. I, I think it was significant that he wasn't willing to say, look, I want to spend the rest of my career in Green Bay, but I don't have control over that anymore, which is how he worded it at this time last year after the draft. So that was a slight change, and he is the king of the breadcrumbs. The only reason I agree with you, Jason, is because it's you. (laughs) No one has studied Aaron Rodgers more, so when you say something (laughs) about the nuances of Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to believe it. We'll talk more with Jason Wildy as we get ready for 10 episodes of Jeopardy coming up in the next two weeks. It's Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Jason Wilde is brought to you by Boucher Automotive, where we ride with you every mile. 18 dealerships, 15 brands, and thousands of vehicles in stock. Check them out at Boucher.com. Kyle, explain the music choice here. You'll be back, Hamilton, as in Aaron Rodgers will be back, even though we have a little bit of a, a disagreement. 21, he'll be back, or 22 and 23, he'll be back. 22, 23, Aaron Rodgers, he'll be back. Don't worry. Jason, is Kyle living in a musical? Have you have you seen Hamilton? I, I mean, I know they weren't back. But I mean, they don't come back. They don't come back. But, <laughs> but, but, you'll be back. He'll be back. He'll be back. Yeah, He'll be goody. back. We're not. We're that's not goody. crazy. <laughs> uh, King, King George is goody, and I, Goody's I, thinking you'll be back. I, I and Aaron Rodgers says, 
it's uh it's alexander hamilton saying ain't gonna ha-. by the way if i could just quickly uh, you know craig we you and i obviously have a lot of history together including one of the more important things that you forced me to do in my career which was the aaron Rodgers show i just hope people understand i am the last person on earth who wants to see him go play somewhere else i mean i, I oh i, I don't people- know jason you like the well, stories people you like no, 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 you no. like stories not, not and one. your friendship with aaron Rodgers would still exist if he was on another team whereas other people would be devastated i don't think you'd be devastated i think you'd be a little sad because you're it's like your friend would be moving somewhere else but i think you would still wish him well and you'd still by yeah, your own so- decision want to stay in touch with him uh, sure, but so the problem is, and, and I, I'm sure you've experienced this with teammates who have gone to other opportunities or whatever, is you know you don't you don't see them every day, you don't talk to them all the time, you're not covering them on a daily basis. In the Rodgers case, it's not the same. Oh no, you know, for me, a, for me, they're done once they're not in the company. But you, <laughs> but you're not like that. You're you're very different than that, Jason. <laughs> well, I hope that's not the case of somebody who's leaving soon. That's for sure. Um, I I would just say this that. This is something that the the Farb drama, I will admit, was a fascinating, fascinating time to be covering the team. Um, and it will be a fascinating story if Aaron Rodgers doesn't finish his career in Green Bay. But, no, this is not something that I am – I just want people to understand. When I try to tell you these things, in some ways, it really is – if it were to happen, it is, it goes against my own best interests. Right. I mean, right. We now, love having him on the show. Speaking of which, him, Jason, so. do you pause Jeopardy after they give the answer so you have time to think about the question, or is that cheating? So I have not, uh, frankly, watched Jeopardy during the age of uh, DVR. So you know, I always tell the girls, you guys don't know how lucky you are to be able to pause live TV. When I was a kid. You missed something, you missed it. So I, before you said that, I had not even thought of that idea, and now I'm like, oh, I'm totally going to do that when I watch this week because Rodgers is hosting it. Yeah, I mean, because pausing it really does level the playing field for a lot of people, and it gives at least everyone, like if you're watching with multiple people at home, chances to get in your guesses before people go so yeah. quickly. Now it extends That's the show a, a little bit, but then you can kind of fast forward through the commercials also because you're just like, you get a a little bit behind by doing that, but not too far. It's just some recommended uh, Jeopardy viewing. Uh, Jason, Aaron, I assume will be good. I assume he'll be somewhat awkward and that's like kind of his way, right? Of communication. Um, Is there a scenario where either on his off days as an NFL quarterback or in the off season where he actually could become the permanent host of this while he's a starting quarterback in the NFL? So to me, and that was, we kind of didn't get there during the first segment. To me, that's the scenario that I would be willing to bet he would love to try and pull off. Because I don't, you know, you, you mentioned what he said to Kenny Mayne about wanting to play five to seven more years. That's the part of Mike Florio's piece on pro football talk that doesn't make sense. I just don't, I don't see him being able to say goodbye to football right now. I I just don't, no matter how much he loves Jeopardy. But if there was a way, and again, Tausch always thinking ahead, if there was a way to film as many episodes as possible during an off season, 
I think he'd be all in for that. I, I really do. I think he, I think he loves Jeopardy that much. I mean, remember, you know, he he did the Celebrity Jeopardy while we were still doing the radio show. But he would talk about, he talked about Jeopardy all the time when he was a young player. He talked about it like he has always expressed an interest and a passion for it. So the idea of him figuring out kind of this half measure of look, I can't, I'm not quitting football to do this. But if we could work around my schedule and allow me to do this for, you know, two-thirds of a TV season while I'm recording them all in the offseason for the NFL, I don't think there's any question he would love to do that. It's fascinating also as we chat with Jason Wilde at Jason J. Wilde, Wilde and Tausch 9 to noon on these stations. Uh, it's fascinating to think that, you know, a few months ago you you might be saying, well, and you know, who knows if he's going to get married, have kids, all that. Like, he's doing this all potentially at a time where he's, you know, getting married and going into a next phase of his life. So, you know, he's he's putting a lot on his plate, but it's also with someone from the entertainment industry who kind of mm-hmm. gets that side of the life. Uh, there's a piece of me that has Aaron Rodgers loving the idea of 20 years from now, people watching Jeopardy!, and not knowing that he was a football player. Yeah. You know what I mean? That like just the way his brain works, like that he would love that, that, Hey, some people know who he was, but some people just know him as the host of Jeopardy. Right. Totally. I agree. I mean, I, I don't know if it's uh, the same for like Dwayne, the rock Johnson. Like, are there people that don't really know that he was a wrestler before he became an actor and has all the different, Absolutely. Uh, irons that he has in his fire. I mean, I think that that's, that's a, that is something that I think Aaron Rodgers would absolutely love. I would agree. Yeah. Um, so as, uh, as we uh, wind down on this and as uh, all of the Gouda Kraus uh, discussions and all of <laughs> those things happen, um, you know, and Demof- Rob Domofsky wrote a last dance uh, titled uh, article this week, just kind of as we put the wraps on that, um, Mark Murphy, the way he worded things around why they didn't do different things for Rodgers, it almost seemed like he was acting like he was saying things to protect Rodgers. Is there a chance that they didn't do the things they could have done because Aaron said, hey, I don't want you to do that because I don't want to be back with the Packers? There is. There's a distinct possibility of that, and I think you know, at least in Tausch's in my case, we have repeatedly said that, that, hey, you cannot rule out that possibility. Do I think that's the likely scenario? I don't, but I do think that there's a percentage chance that that is what happened. Um, it's important to go back to a point that was made when we talked to Goody in early March. Um, Rob Domofsky asked him a question where he said, you don't have to get permission from guys to restructure their contracts. Remember, when we're talking about this type of restructure, we're not talking about taking a pay cut like Preston Smith did and then having it moved into incentives. This is purely taking money that you are going to be paid either way and paying it in a different way to improve your salary cap situation. And Aaron Rodgers, in his contract, has what is called automatic conversion language there are uh, this is very 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 common throughout the league where the team doesn't have to ask they can just do it the player gets his money early 
it doesn't it's not that big of a deal it's almost a formality and that's why what we saw with all these other players made sense with Rodgers the question that Rob asked Brian Gutekunst was can you just do this on your own and Gutekunst's answer is one of the reasons why I still think that you may be right and this may have been what happened possibly is because he responded by saying we don't like to do things without talking things over with our guys first. So we wouldn't want to do something without discussing it with them. So that opens the door of possibility of them talking about it with Aaron Rodgers. Cause I was told, and I reported this, that they approached him right around the NFC championship game about the idea, not asking him to do it, but discussing the idea of restructuring. It is possible that he said, no, And then the question would be, why did they do as he said? And then what is that setting up? Again, until we get more information, uh, this is a little little conjecture. But, yes, that is a distinct possibility. Right. Like it could have been they were committing to him for one more year, and he said, hey, I want to commit for 21, 22, and 23. Well, all very interesting, especially when you look at the fact that his worst two seasons as a starting quarterback were 18 and 19, if you go by QBR, and then his best season as a starting quarterback ever was 2020. So as you're making an evaluation for what those next five to seven years of his career look like, do you look at 2020 or do you look at 2018 and 2019? Very interesting decisions uh, coming up for the Green Bay Packers. And great stuff, as always, from Jason Wilde. Jason, uh, we have a 7-Eleven coming up that's going to be different than we've ever had it. It is Kyle giving the questions to me because last week Kyle went seven for seven in a historic performance, uh, knocking out Badger running backs from the Alvarez era. So uh, you'll need to make sure you're tuned like everybody else because the 7 and 11 is coming up next on Sunday Karma. Thanks, Jason. I'll stay on hold. (laughs) Thanks, Jay. You can listen on the Wisconsin On Demand app as well, but you could also uh, hang out with us if you'd like. Uh, More uh, Sunday Karma, including a 7 at 11, where I'm on the spot as we roll on CSPN Wisconsin. This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com.